making waves, inspiring change, opening doors to an equal future. Here on the Trapes and Globe on Wheels Disability Advocacy Podcast, host Ming Canada journeys with an array of guests through the multifaceted world of disability advocacy. Guests will share their insights and will discuss some of today's most crucial questions and topics, as well as provide perspectives into the current disability rights movement and lifestyles of people around the world. Let's make waves together in the disability movement. Enjoy the episode. Kelly Semino, welcome to Trips and Global on Wheels. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, t- Kelly Semino is a civil litigations attorney and a disability advocate living in D.C. currently. And uh, she just completed a uh, deposition to join us this morning. Um, I read that you're a pa- you were the reason you're in a wheelchair is because you were in a car accident when you were 16, which uh, resulted in a spinal cord injury. Oh. What kind of changes have you had to adapt? Because you were 16, so much later than life than a lot of people with disabilities. Yeah, I when I was 16 years old, I was a passenger in uh, the back middle seat of an older vehicle that only had a lap belt. So when the car was involved in a wreck, it caused me to break my back and stretch my spinal cord and become a paraplegic, meaning that I have no movement or sensation in my lower limbs, but I do have um, lower extremities. Um, I can move. You know, high school is a super hard time for kids anyways, uh, for maybe even more so for females. And so it it can, you know, those ideas of body image and who you are uh, really are coming out at that time in your life. And so when you throw in a wheelchair and, and changes to your body, you know, atrophy of your muscles, lack, uh, loss of sensation, of uh, control of certain bodily functions, you know, it, it can really turn your world upside down. Luckily for me, I had a great support system, I had a great family, and I was able to get in a great rehabilitation program that um, took into account uh, as an adolescent what I needed, so they were able to continue to provide me schooling, so I knew I would be able to graduate high school with my class and those types of things. The main thing for me was staying busy. I never wanted to stop, and perhaps that's what I, I've done, for I guess, for the last 17 years now. So I have been in a chair now for 17 years. Um, becoming injured at a young age, I think, in a lot of ways, um, you know, while it was devastating on so many levels, it also, it was before I had chosen my profession, before I had had children, before I had met my spouse, uh, before I had traveled the world. And so I've, I've just learned, you know, as I've entered these various stages of my life, um, how to do it from a chair. And so in that way, it was, I didn't know any other way of doing things. Staying busy um, really helped you adapt over time, you felt like? Yes, I, I you know, the idle time was a time where I could sit and think about things. Um, perhaps think about the things I couldn't do. Whereas when I was busy, I was, when I am busy, I'm seeing all that I can do. And and really I I can do so many things. There's 
not much that I've really encountered that um, I haven't figured out a way to do. You know. So is staying fit really important for you now that you have this this disability? Is it more important than before? It is very important to me, and you know, for for various reasons. One because. You know, the reality is, is that I'm more susceptible to skin breakdown. I'm more susceptible to uh, degeneration of my shoulders and other parts of my body. And the more I'm taking care of my body, uh, the longer I know I will be able to live an active, fulfilling life in my wheelchair. So, you know, I've been in a wheelchair 17 years now. I hope I get another 17 years and another 17 years after that. And so staying fit is is incredibly important because, um, one, it, it, you know, helps my, my body but also my mind because, you know, now – uh, staying fit allows me to push, to be independent, um, to get where I want to go, to be able to transfer, and to do the things that are important to me. Also, you know, there was a, I gave birth to my son um, from in a, as a paraplegic two years ago. And so even during pregnancy, and maybe even more so during pregnancy, I had that fear. You know, I, I knew I was naturally going to be gaining weight, and then I would naturally want to have that weight off after the baby. Um, I wanted to be careful with my skin and not have more weight, you know, causing pressure sores or things like that that thankfully I've not had to deal with. Um, and so even through pregnancy, I was, you know, making a way to um, keep up a, a routine I will say as a mom of two um, that works, like finding time to work out, it, like many moms, is, is a challenge. I'm not going to lie. But I found, you know, even if I can get in two times a week, you know, get into a yoga class or go out for a push with my kids, uh, those are the things that are keeping and maintaining it during this crazy part of my life and, you know, hopefully um, – you know, the ebbs and flows, I can, I can find a way to do things, other things I like, like I really enjoy swimming and, um, you know, finding that time it is precious, but when I get to, I really enjoy it. I feel like I've met very few mothers that are in wheelchairs, so it's good to be able to see people that look like me um, leading those um, ordinary lives. Um, so how is parenting in a wheelchair different from parenting as an able-bodied person, you think? Well, I guess that perspective for me is I, I don't know. You know, I've, I've, I've only parented from a chair. But to the extent of what my role is as a mom compared to my mom friends, it, it's really no different. You know, um, my, my kids have adapted differently. We do things differently. You know, when I have to change my son's diaper, I pick him up, I plop him on my lap, and I change his diaper from my lap. I did the same with my daughter, who will be five years old tomorrow. Um, we actually adopted my daughter, which is a whole other discussion on <laughs> adopting with a disability. But, um, you know, those kind of things. My, my kids know that when we go places and we walk around that they need to hold on to mommy's wheelchair because I can't hold their hand. And I want to make sure that we're all safe when we cross the street or things that every other mom, you know, want, or parent wants to make sure when they're going places. I just have to do things a little different. And kids are so adaptable um, that they it's, it's really natural for all of us. It's nothing that 
else that we've known. And at the same time, my, my kids see me everywhere that they see their friends' moms. I'm at dance class. I'm at soccer practice. I'm at birthday parties. You know, I'm traveling with them. Um, I actually do a lot of travel. Uh, my, my husband's in uh, school at night getting his master's, and he works during the day. And so me and my kids travel a lot together. We fly by ourselves. To, I fly with them. Uh, by myself, which, you know, it always makes TSA security when I roll up and have one kid hanging onto my wheelchair and one I'm wearing in a sling. And they're like, uh, who are you traveling with? And I'm like, well, you see these two little people right here? That's that's who I'm traveling with. <laughs> and they just don't know what to do with me almost. Um, but we've, we've traveled a lot and, and we've learned together as we've gone. And so parenting from a, a chair like has you know, certainly challenges. Like I know that if my kid starts running away and up a flight of steps, like I don't have the ability to chase right after them. So it's kind of, you know, it's been that learning for all of us saying like, mommy can't go up there and this is off boundaries. You cannot do this. And if you do, this is the consequences. When she gets taller than me, for example, she'll sit down. I'm not, you know, so that we can have a conversation eye to eye. Luckily, she's still young enough that that's not uh, where we're at yet. And I hope it's many years before she outgrows me. But, you know, it's just those types of things of, of figuring out, um, you know, as a babies when they were the infants wearing the babies. That's kind of like a lot of people do it now. But for me, it was more necessity because I couldn't push a stroller. So just wearing my kids and they, they adapted really well, like. They, that's all they knew was just to climb on to mommy and she would wrap them in the sling and go. And so it's more of us kind of um, going through these processes, these stages of our lives together. And at the same time, being out in the community where my kids are seeing me alongside of their friends' parents and not really seeing any difference in what we're doing and what her friends are doing. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and came away with some information that you can now take with you to create your own change. If you would like more information about Trapes and Globe Lawn Wheels, please visit trapesandglobelonwheels.com. And that's Trapesin, T-R-A-I-P-S-I-N. And for updates and other TGOW-related news, follow our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook, both with handles Trapes and Globe Lawn Wheels, and then also LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find the links below in the description box or on our main channel page. We sincerely appreciate your support, and we'll catch you again next time.